You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, take your seats. I said take your seats. Class, sit. I swear you're all acting like a bunch of animals. Pet Life Radio presents Teacher's Pet, where you'll learn how to understand and communicate with your pet and train them to be the best pet they can be. It's time to see the world from your pet's point of view. So give a tail-wagging welcome to your Teacher's Pet host on PetLifeRadio.com. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Hi, welcome to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Slavani, Director of Training and Behavior at St. Hubert's Animal Welfare Center in Madison, New Jersey, and your host. Now that you and your dog have experienced the fun of positive reinforcement training, also known as reward-based training, it becomes fairly easy to teach your dog a wide variety of behaviors by using a food lure or a target. The key to keep in mind is that dogs are left or right pawed, should I say, very similar to people. We have a stronger side. We're either right-handed or left-handed. So if when you're working your dog, he seems to have a difficult time going in one direction or the other, try not to get discouraged. Instead, encourage him to go in the other direction, the more easier of the two to start with, and then we can work in going in the other direction. If we start to do something with the dog's paws, which is going to be fun today and in two weeks as well, again, they're going to be more apt to use one paw a lot quicker than the other one. So before we begin our training session, make sure you have a bunch of treats with you. And I also want you to run up to your kitchen and either get a Tupperware lid, uh, you can get a plastic Tupperware container, anything that's round or something, you can get a plastic cup so we can put, we're going to actually put some treats underneath it or anything similar there too. So as you're going to get your little objects, we're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsors. And when we return, we'll get ready to have some fun. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail right after recess. Pawfume Dog Grooming and Finishing Spray is proud to be a new sponsor of Pet Life Radio. Pawfume's super long-lasting sprays are available in four unique fragrances. Each Pawfume spray is fortified with the finest conditioners and detanglers to make combing out your dog more fun. Pawfume retails for only $2 per 6-ounce bottle. Pawfume is available nationwide at all Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Why pay more to have your dog smell great? Pawfume, P-A-W-F-U-M-E. This valuable information comes from your pet. There's nothing like a wagging tail or friendly paw to lift your mood. They're therapeutic and make us feel good. Studies show pets even reduce stress, prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and fight depression. So there you have it. Pets are a daily dose of good health and happiness. Pets Add Life. To learn more, visit PetsAdLife.org. Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. The dress code? Come as you are. Pajamas, a tux, 
You can even go naked like your pets. Unleash your party animal at my animal party. Guests you know from Animal Planet, TV, radio, the news, and bookstores will be joining me. And that's because after I won Best Pet Radio in America from the DWAA, I got my paw in the door and I met a lot of amazing people. And the best of the best are going to be coming to the party. They're coming to party with us. So join us at the animal party. Don't miss the party. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Welcome back. This is Pia Silvani, host of Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for joining us. Today, I'm sitting here in the frigid weather in the Northeast. It's absolutely so cold, single digits, and I have a brand new puppy. He is actually, well, he's not brand new. I got him when he was seven weeks of age, but he's now 12 weeks. And there's nothing more fun than heading outside in the cold winter with your brand new puppy. So what I started doing was I thought, hmm, what should I talk about next? I thought trick training. That's what I've been doing inside because we can't stay outside for long periods of time. So I've taught my puppy some tricks and it's fun not only for the dogs, but I think it was fun for me too, watching him do it. So today, what you're going to do is you're going to teach dogs some tricks. So the first one that we're going to do is what I call, and you can call this whatever you want. And like all the other behaviors that you've taught your dog, you're not going to put the word on or the cue or the phrase until your dog is consistently performing the behavior. So this is the exact same rule when you're teaching tricks. We can think of even sitting down can be a trick. It's just teaching a particular behavior. So the first one that you're going to teach is what I call uh, take a bow. Some people call it stretch. Other people, I had a friend that called it kanishiwa. So you can call it whatever you like. It's totally up to you. But you can tell your dog bow. Now how we're going to start off, what you're going to do is your dog has to start off in the stand position. And you're going to have a food treat in your hand at the dog's nose level. Again, be careful not to raise it too high. If you raise it too high, the dog is going to end up sitting. And you don't want the dog to sit. If he happens to sit for some reason, just abort it, completely forget it, get him back up again, and get him into the stand. If you can't get him into a stand because he's got a rock-solid sit, just bring the food forward. If you recall, we taught a stand and a stand stay, so you can just lure the dog forward. Now, with the food right at the dog's nose, you're going to bring the food directly in a straight line toward the floor. So, nose, think nose to toes. So, you're bringing the dog's nose right down between the dog's toes. The second your hand hits the floor, you're going to mark it with a yes and give him the treat. So let's try that a couple of times to start off with. So food in front of the dog's nose, lure straight down. It's a straight nose to toes, the front toes. Okay, when your hand hits the floor, the dog should be following that food treat. Say yes, and then give him the treat. So when you try that several times over and over again, you could do that as I talk. 
make sure that the dog is bowing his head. You're looking for a bow in the dog's head okay, at that motion. Now, if the dog should go all the way down into a sphinx position, once again, just take the food away. Don't make a big deal out of it and start again. So you don't want the dog to go into a, a drop position or a sphinx position. And you don't want the dog sitting. You just want the nose to the toes at this first step. Okay, once you're getting that now, what I want you to do is it's nose to toes and then you're going to, so before you do it, let me explain. It'll be nose to toes and then you're going to slightly push the food backwards towards the dog's tail. That should elicit your dog to arch his neck and back slightly. So it almost looks, if you think when your dog wakes up in the morning and he does that stretch, okay, he's got a nice arch in his back and his neck and he's lifting his head up. That's what you're looking for when you're looking for the bow. So once again, it'll be nose to toes and then push the food slightly back towards the dog's rear and hold your hand on the floor as you drag your hand back. If you lift it up, the dog is going to probably lift his head up at that point. If you start to see a little arch in the dog's back, immediately mark it with a yes and then give him the food. So what you're looking for in this next step is the dog to have a nice little arch in his back and then you can tell him yes. Remember, you're not saying anything. Don't try to encourage him by using extra words. Try to avoid saying, come on, or you're doing it. That good boy, keep going. Too much chatting again, as, as you're well aware, is going to cause the dog to lose focus. So stay real calm, stay quiet, and let the dog concentrate. That's critical. So do it one more time, nose to toes, push it back. When you see a little bit of an arch, then you're going to mark it with a yes and give the dog the treat. Okay, so what you're looking for, the third step is to get a bigger arch in the dog's back. Now here's where, you might, where you're going to start to recognize if you're pushing it too far. Because the further back you push it, here's where the dog could drop on his elbows and go. He might hold him the position, so it looks like a play bow. You probably recognize that position when your dog offers his, where his rear end is up in the air and his elbows are on the front, elbows are on the ground, and he's wagging his tail as if he wants to play. So we call that a play bow. If that's the position you want that's fine. That could be your bow. However, the dog doesn't have to put his elbows on the ground. He could just stretch his forelegs out forward. So in order to get that, you have to push the food a little bit further back towards the dog's tail. Once you see that stretch or that arch or the dog front legs, the elbows are touching, but the rear end stays up. That's the critical key factor. The rear end has to stay up. You mark it with a yes, and then you give the treat. Again, if the front goes down and then all of a sudden you see the rear go down, just quickly take the food away. You don't want to reinforce that and then start again. If you feel that your dog's getting a little frustrated with it, stop. Do something simple. Remember, go back, reward him for something else, and then start again. Now, one thing you can do if you're not by now seeing that little arch in the dog's back, sometimes what I do is you know, if you go back to my previous lectures on getting reliable behaviors, we did what was called prompting. You can take your hand and sort of massage the dog's neck or by the shoulders, and a lot of times that will cause the dog to have a little relaxation behind the neck muscle, and you can get more of that arch. 
So once again, do that a couple of times. If you're getting consistent behavior on that, you can put the word on right before the dog goes into the position. So it would be bow, lure him, yes, treat. Bow, lure him, yes, treat. Again, like all other behaviors, once they're doing it well, get rid of the food. Just use the hand signal. Tell them bow, point to the floor, yes, and then a tree comes from a hidden place. All right. Give your dog a nice rub on that one. And then we'll do one other behavior here before we go to a break. Okay. The next one is crawl. And again, you can call this whatever you want. I had a little boy in class used to call this the commando crawl. So you can say commando, crawl. But what the dog is doing now, the dog is now in the sphinx position. So we kind of got him ready for that in our take a bow. So the dog is actually in the sphinx position. And now what you want to do is you want to get him to start to crawl forward. So this can be fun and I'll give you a little few tips just in case you have a problem with it. So now what you're going to do, again, start off with the dog in the stand position, just like you have, and you're going to lure the dog and nose to toes, but this time the dog is probably going to offer that bow. Now push the food a little bit further back again towards his rear. Keep your hand on the floor as you're doing that, and now wait for the rear end to drop. So once the rear end drops, you're going to reward that. Again, don't say anything. Just lure him down. So you're going to lure nose to toes, pushing the food back. Wait for the rear to fall to the ground. So the dog is in the sphinx position. Mark it with a yes and reward. Now, if your dog should happen to go on his hip, take it away quickly because he's going to have a difficult time crawling if he's resting on one hip or the other. So you really want him in that sphinx position. So again, one more time, you can try. If you need to do a little prompt with your hand, you can certainly do that. So nose to toes, push the food back, wait for the rear end to hit the ground. The second he's in that sphinx position, yes, and put the treat right on the ground between his paws. Now that you've got that, what you're going to do now is, now you're not going to give the treat when the dog is in the sphinx position. Instead, before you do this, listen up, You're going to bring nose to toes, dog is in the sphinx position, and then you're going to drag your fingers forward, just slightly forward, so the dog has to lean forward to get it. And what you're looking for, you're looking for one leg. could be one of the front legs, one of the rear legs. You're looking for one of those legs, just move forward. If your dog should jump up to get the food, just take the food away. Okay, so he's got to hold that sphinx position and bring one leg forward. Try not to drag it too far. That Many people tend to do that. They really want to see the dog crawling across the floor right away. That could happen with time, but not yet. So don't push it. Don't ask for too much too soon because your dog will get frustrated. So let's lower the dog down, down into that sphinx position. The dog's rear end is on the ground. Keep your hand on the ground. You can praise him for holding the positions. Tell him, good boy. And now drag your hand out slowly along the floor forward and wait for the dog to make some movement towards that food. Second, they get one, you get one or two legs moving. Say yes and just let go of the food. So the dog is fed on the floor. 
You don't want to lift your hand up and hand the dog the food treat. Because many times that can encourage the dog then to get up. So you're going to just leave it on the floor once they crawl forward. He's going to want to stay on the floor. And if he's still on the floor, just bring another food treat right back down again. So a lot of these dogs that have been trained, if you've been working on downstays, for example, a lot of these dogs know that the food is on the floor and I hold the position for a longer period of time. So if that's working out well, what you can do is try to move the food a little bit more. And some dogs move their rear first. Some dogs move their fronts first. Some are choppy. They might move one in the front, one in the back. Um, They're all different. But the key is that the dog doesn't get up. So if you think every time you're dragging the food along, the dog keeps popping up, once again, you can keep your hand on your shoulder. Now, you're not smashing him into the ground, obviously. You're just putting light pressure down so he can't move forward. Now, another little helpful hint on this is you can try this maybe underneath a cocktail table with a large dog. So the dog is crawling underneath the table. You can try this maybe underneath a chair. So the dog is going under a chair, so he's got to move forward. You can set something up, maybe on a little stool, and you put a plank so the dog sort of does a limbo underneath it. So your goal with this is that the dog, you can move the food along, and as the dog is moving forward, you can tell him commando, crawl, whatever you decide your word is going to be. So your goal will be to see how many, how far your dog can crawl across the floor. Again, make sure you get rid of the food. You can also put a target out, some kind of target, a cookie out. Let's just say you put your dog into that sphinx position and then you put, say, a little biscuit out, three feet out away from your dog. Tell him to crawl to the treat. So he's got to crawl to get the treat. So that can be a fun parlor trick. So practice that a little bit more and don't go away. We're going to take a real short break to hear from our sponsors and then we'll be back to teach a few other tricks. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail right after recess. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host, Pia Silvani, teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. 
Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Aquariums and pond keeping are among the most popular of all hobbies in the United States and throughout the world. In fact, fish are probably the most numerous pet in people's homes and in their businesses. In Aquarium Mania, we'll learn more about the secret and not-so-secret life of fish and other inhabitants, the basics of good aquarium keeping, the complexities of the aquarium industry, and the science and art that surround this fascinating hobby. I'm your host, Roy Anong, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Aquarium Mania. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Hi, welcome back to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Silvana, your host. And as you know, we were teaching your dog some fun tricks, things to do on this cold winter that's just consuming most of our United States here. And these are these are great. These are so much fun. Kids love it. And if you're thinking about doing pet therapy with your dog, taking your dog into uh, hospitals, schools, children, and even adults, obviously, we love to see dogs do tricks. It just makes us giggle. So let's work on a couple of others. And then in two weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to do a little work with a clicker. So refer back to previous interviews that I have done with Carolyn Barney and Karen Pryor on clicker training. So you get to understand that a little bit. And then you can always go online or you can go to your local pet store and purchase a clicker. You're going to need that for the session in two weeks. But right now we're going to still use our verbal marker. So now you're going to teach your dog to spin and twirl. I use this with all of my dogs. I teach them spin and twirl very early on. Uh, Number one, because I think it's fun. And number two, it's really good to warm them up. My dogs are quite active. They love to retrieve and they're big frisbee dogs. So what I do is I'll get them to spin in one direction and then I have them twirl in the other direction. So it warms them up a little bit. I can also, what I can do, I can use this as a stretch to get them to stretch their sides out a little bit by not getting them to do a full spin or a full twirl. Now, remember I talked in the beginning that some dogs are going to be stronger on one side than the other. So you're going to have to try to figure this one out on your own, which direction is easier for your dog to go in and stay in that direction until your dog gets it. So again, treat in hand. You're going to start off with your dog in a stand. If your dog sits, 
get him up again because it's real difficult for the dog to start to spin and twirl from a seated position. He's, he's probably just going to topple over. So make sure he's standing up. Now the key here is you need to keep your dog's head quite balanced and parallel with the floor. And if his chin is up, he's going to be more apt to sit. If you start to bring his chin down, he might go into the down position. So you want it very parallel with the floor. Now you're going to take the food and in one direction or the other, you're facing you're actually facing your dog. You're going to start to bring the dog's nose toward the dog's rear or towards his tail. So you're luring him around Again, make sure you don't lift the food too high as you're doing it because that could cause him to sit. So I'd rather have you dip the food a little bit lower than raise it too high. So you're bringing it around towards the dog's tail. Now, some dogs, you might be able to real quick. They do a complete especially dogs who are real savvy about following food lures. You might be able to get them once their nose is hitting their tail, keep dragging it around so it's a big circle. So think to yourself, what you're doing is you're drawing a circle around the dog and the dog's nose is following this circle. So if your finger has the food, you're taking his nose, you're bringing it towards the back of his tail and then you have to finish the circle so he gets his food when he's back facing you again. And that's when you tell him, yes, he gets his food treat when he's back to facing you. Now, if you can only get your dog halfway around, not uncommon, so don't worry about it. What I want you to do is you start to shape it then. So what you're going to do is bring the food, bring your finger nose to tail and tell him yes and give the food there. Okay, you might have a second treat there and sometimes you can bring them all the way around. So you might want two treats in your hand. So nose to tail, tell him yes, give a treat and show him you have that other one and then bring it around. Some dogs, they might get that treat and all of a sudden spin right back and face you. That's okay. Don't worry about that. Uh, your goal will be though for the dog to do a complete spin okay, where he spins in place and then faces you. Now, the opposite would be the other direction. So once your dog is doing nicely, again, you can put that on cue. So let's just say you're going clockwise. So clockwise, you're going to tell the dog spin and then lure him. Spin and then lure him. Now then take the food out of your hand and just use your finger. Tell him spin and do that circular motion and reward him when he faces you again. What you can do then is make, if you're trying to fade the hand signal out, okay, just make the hand signal a little bit smaller and eventually you should be able to say spin and the dog spins in a clockwise direction. Now, if you want your dog to go counterclockwise, you can call it something else. So I call it twirl. Again, you pick your word, whatever word you like, and now you're going to try in the other direction. So the other direction might be a little bit more difficult, so you might have to shape that one a little bit easier, take your time with that, but you want to balance it out. Once the dog gets that, you should be able to say spin and the dog should go clockwise and then twirl and the dog goes counterclockwise. The key to remember though is dogs are pattern learners. So if you always say spin and then always twirl, he, your dog is always going to spin first and then twirl. So sometimes you want to challenge your dog's brain and see how smart he is. Start off with a twirl first and then tell him spin or do two spins and not a twirl, or do two twirls and then a spin. 
and here my dogs are looking up at me like I'm crazy because they're laying down here <laughs> wondering why I'm saying these familiar words and it has nothing to do with them sitting still. So the dogs are conflicted here because when I sit at my computer, my expectation is that the dogs are relaxing and that's what they're doing now, but I'm saying they're fun words. <laughs> Okay, so we'll finish up with that one and you can definitely move on with that. And now, lastly, let's why don't you grab your Tupperware container or your little lid. But I think let's start off with your Tupperware container. I think that'll be a fun one to do. And if you like this trick training, what I can do is I can do another segment on this because I have a bunch of tricks to teach. Just thought this was a, just a fun thing to do at night. And it's great for the kids too. Once the parents teach it, encourage the children to do it because they can show off in front of their friends. The last one is what I call slap it. And slap it means the dog takes his paw and he basically slaps something with his paw. Now, what, I, what I've done with Gwynny was, this is really fun if you can make sure that your dog is familiar. Many dogs are familiar with people's names, you know, like where's Bobby, where's Susie, where's Daddy, we might call it. They might know the other dog's name. So what I did with Gwynny was I taught her to use her paw and I would teach her slap it. And then what I would say is slap Lance. And what she would do is she would take her paw and whack Lance over the head. And now with the puppy, I told her, puppy, this is a puppy. And now I say slap the puppy and she whacks the puppy in the head. Yes, that's my sixth sense of humor. But oh, well, we have to have a little sense of humor now, don't we? So how are you going to do this? You're going to get your dog and have him standing. If he's sitting, he's going to probably wait for a release. You're going to take a little piece of treat. And what you're going to do is you're going to put it under that clear Tupperware container. And the second the dog takes his paw, which he probably will do, he's going to take his paw to move it. I want you to say yes. And then quickly get that treat out from underneath and give it to him. Now, some dogs might use their nose to do that. It depends on what you want to teach. We're going to teach that in two weeks where we teach the dog to target his nose to something. So what I would do in this particular case is if he keeps putting his nose to it, okay, just quickly move it away and put it back again. If he realizes that that's not the behavior you're looking for, you're looking for him to do something else, he probably is going to use his paw next. So wait it out. Here's where it'll really test your timing and your patience. So your goal is you're waiting for the dog. You have your Tupperware container. You put the treat down, Tupperware container over it so the dog can see it, see the treat. Your dog takes his paw and he paws at the container. Tell him immediately, yes, and then pull the treat out from underneath the Tupperware container and then do it again. So your dog should quickly, they pick up on this really fast. He should quickly be slapping the top of it. If he is, as he does it right before you see him start to pick that paw up, you can all of a sudden say, slap it, boom. He does it, yes, and give him the treat. And once again, the food is underneath the Tupperware and you see that paw coming up in the air, tell him, slap it, whack it, doesn't matter, whatever you want, paw it, hit it. I just like slap it, slap it, tell him yes, and then quickly give him the treat. Once he's getting good at that, then don't put the treat under the Tupperware container anymore. So the dog should see that Tupperware container and then you can say, slap it. And the dog should see that and instantly whack it with his paw. And then you can tell him yes and give him a reward from a hidden place. If he's getting good at that, you should be able to put just about anything down. 
and you could put a bell down. You can say, ring it. Okay, so he, he hits it with his paw. Once they start to understand that, I sometimes what I did with the bell was I started with slap, ring it, slap, ring it, slap, ring it, ring it, and I dropped the slap. So there are different ways to do it. So I hope you had fun with that. Don't forget, share these little exercises. Don't forget to show them off to your friends. It's fun and really, and really gets the dogs tired too especially if you can't get them out to get some physical exercise. So next week, we're going to have a special guest on for another interview. And then in two weeks, we're going to do, again, a reminder, a clicker segment. So if you can go out and find a clicker, and many times they even have these in toy stores. There's just a little sound that we need to get the dog used to. But refer back to previous interviews that I did, again, with Karen Pryor and Carolyn Barney, who both talked about clicker training. And I think you'll have some fun with it. So I want to give a special thanks to our producers once again for another year, 2010, and making this show happen. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas about shows, if you want me to expand upon certain things, feel free to email me anytime. And I have gotten emails. I really appreciate it. And I hope I can offer you as much information as you want. But email me at Pia at PetLifeRadio.com. So until next time, this is Pia signing off. Thanks for your interest in Pet Life Radio. Take care. Bye-bye. Schools in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com.